Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Welcome to the Christmas Eve edition of the show. As always, the phones are open for you, and we are actually here live on this Christmas Eve. And the phone number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Chris. So, uh, we got ourselves a little Christmas gift here from Joe Biden. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, if you've been anywhere on social media today, I suspect you've already seen this news. Oh, yeah. He sent us a, a card, a Christmas card that said, Let's he go, hopes, Brandon. No, he hopes serious illness and death upon our families this year. Oh, you're referring to the th- the White House statement from what a couple few days ago. I think we read that. Yeah. Or you referred to it on the air. I don't know if you read the I was to say that's, that was uh wasn't this like a, at least a couple days ago? Yeah. I definitely yeah. saw it and I don't think I've seen much social media today. Yeah, they were not kind Christmas wishes coming from <laughs> the White House official press release, but Biden apparently and his wife were doing I guess some sort of a Christmas Eve phone call thing where they just let people call in which is unusual right like normally it's hard to to get you know an audience with the president yeah but apparently the norad officials who are so-called tracking santa claus on christmas eve had some sort of a uh opportunity for just people to call in and chatted up with the uh, the bidens here and the clip online is actually fe- fairly short that you tend to find with this but i did find one that's got a little bit more of the context uh so the ones that i'd heard earlier was just the just a clip of biden actually saying let's go brandon but i'm going to play the uh, the sort of the lead up so you kind of know what came before this <laughs> and how about penelope it's well, just... Penelope, she, she's only two, so I think she'd be happy oh. with just about eight. Oh, that's great. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful that so, you have a two-year-old. So it's just them talking with have this a Merry dad. Christmas. Have a wonderful Christmas. And by the way, you guys have to be in bed by Merry 9 Christmas. o'clock, you know, and asleep. Don't tell me what to do. He doesn't show up. <laughs> this isn't to you, Jared. This is to the kids. That's right. <laughs> 
See, they're trying to pretend like they're these Humans. human people who are so caring and, you know, oh, they're just like grandparents. Well, I hope you have a wonderful hey, Christmas. Well, yeah, I hope you guys have a wonderful Christmas as well. Oh, Merry Christmas you. and let's go, Brandon. Let's go, Brandon. I <laughs> yeah. agree. Hey, by the way. <laughs> she, if you played the rest, she says, yeah. Yeah, she, I think she did say yeah right Where, there. Are you in Oregon? Yeah, so then he awkwardly tries to like continue Where's the conversation after the dude already hung up the phone. <laughs> She's like looking yeah. at her feet like right. she knows what just happened. Yeah, do you think he realized it? No. After he said it? Okay, so for those that don't know, let's go Brandon. There's this history behind it, right? Wasn't it some sort of race car uh drive like a, it was at like a NASCAR track and people were chanting F. F Joe, Joe Biden. Biden. We can't say the the word here, but <laughs> the reporter on the track was not wanting to admit what was being said, I think. If I recall the story yeah. correctly, I've never seen the actual original clip. It's become such a, you know, a, a meme, I guess. Yeah. But the reporter Somebody says, asked who what are they saying? Right. Oh yeah, they're chanting, Let's go Brandon in the background. And so, you know, the internet took hold of that and just <laughs> it just became this amazing meme where some people have been censored i think for saying let's go brandon on various different platforms and that sort of thing and so it's 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 turned into a code so you can say let's go brandon and the idea is you're saying (laughs) f joe biden without saying f joe biden and so i mean this is you want to talk about an amazing unintended christmas gift from joe biden himself here he himself actually (laughs) saying let's go Biden oh, on man. Christmas Eve I mean absolutely incredible uh and obviously not knowing what it means he's just he's, he's clueless you think he somebody would have clued him in by now I think that maybe they told him it means something else because he's like let's go Brandon and yeah. his wife was looking at the floor like <laughs> oh was pretty God. Funny. and he was just still smiling like he didn't get it yeah, I think you're right. Maybe they've kept him in the dark this entire time. With he kept this- hearing it, yelled at him, and he's like, why are they saying that? And somebody was like, it means we love Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know he doesn't go on social media, right? Like, he's what, almost 80 years old? He's like four years older than Trump. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying that old people don't go on social media, but they're less likely to do so, especially if they're just power freak politicians. This guy's (laughs) got better things to do in his mind than go spend time on these newfangled Internet devices and, and, you know, potentially have to interact with the unwashed masses. So he probably has never actually encountered this. I don't know. I don't, I don't pay close attention to the guy. So maybe there have been people who've like shouted it at him or something. Again, it would have gone over his head if he had no idea what it meant. So I think you're right here, Bonnie. I think <laughs> I think he he may have just heard that for the first time and was just trying to be, you know, genuine like, "Oh yeah, sure, bud. Whatever you say. Let's go, Brandon." <laughs> and just kind of returning back what the the guy said. And you know the caller had no intention for that to happen. The caller just wanted to hit him with a zinger on the way out, hang up yeah. the phone and just hope that it got on the air. I bet he's on an FBI watch list now. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Or a secret service in this case. So I just thought that was particularly entertaining, and I figured it'd be fun to uh, to open the show up with that. Of course, we've got other things to talk about here, including what is a slaughter bot? Uh, this is a story, Bonnie, that you've got, so pull it up when you get a chance. Plus, on the way, what do copyright laws have to do 
with gambling. Uh, Chris, you've got that story as well. And again, uh, the phones are open here. We're live on Christmas Eve. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. But there's a little bit of other good news. We'll start the show out with a little bit of good news here. Uh, And that is the Associated Press has uh, reported that the Justice Department this week reversed its own legal opinion and said it will now be allowing federal inmates who've been released on home confinement because of coronavirus to stay out of prison. So last year, you might have heard the news that the federal prisons were releasing thousands of people due to COVID, that they wanted to lessen the amount of people in their facilities, I guess, uh, releasing older inmates, for instance, people that had served some significant uh, sentences or maybe they didn't have that much to, to serve i guess there are different circumstances under which these people were were let loose but for whatever reason the bureau of prisons decided you know we don't need to keep these people in a cage we'll go ahead and give them home confinement and they can you know ride out the rest of covid from their house and of course having just been on home confinement myself and technically now uh, under a curfew so, so sort of a modified version of uh, of that um, you know, it is a still fairly restrictive thing to be on oh, yeah. home confinement. You it's, have a uh, probation it's, officer. It's like being moved from one cage to another. Yes, it's a cage in which you can make your own food instead yep. of relying on other people to do it. You uh, you have to kind of take care of yourself rather than having meals brought to you. I wonder uh, three if they get to leave at all. Aren't there people that don't get to leave at all? I suppose they can have rule, different rules for uh, for different inmates. Yeah, that's probably true. Because you're allowed to go pretty much anywhere. You just have to request. Correct. So generally, you know, my understanding of home confinement is you have to stay at home unless you have permission to be out, which is what I was what I was on for quite a while until just last week uh, when I was changed from home confinement to curfew, which means I have to be back at home after a certain time. And of course, I have an ankle monitor on, so I'm sure all, uh, most, if not all, of these guys also have that same situation. You seem like such a good guy. Why? Why were you? Why are you being caged? <laughs> oh, good question. Yeah, uh, we had our studio raided, as you know, Chris. Um, that uh, that happened back in March of this year, and it was absolutely awful. Uh, and they raided Arya's house, who's one of our other co-hosts, and Nobody, who's another co-host of ours, and three other uh, nice folks uh, that are not as public as those folks but you can go to thecrypto6.com to learn more about that i didn't bring this up to talk about my yeah. uh, my situation but that this is actually good news because it was a few months ago that they had said they were going to start taking these people back to prison really so they had let them out for however many months you know most of a year and then and, they said, and supposedly the world didn't catch on fire right yeah and then well they had this legal opinion that said well now they got to come back and apparently they have actually reversed that decision so the people Amazing. I think that's some great news. It is great news yeah. for the thousands of individuals that are, about are now back at home. Most of these people shouldn't have been in prison in the first place. That's probably true. More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live, live Christmas Eve edition of the show. You can join us here, the number 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Chris. Freedom's Phoenix is a liberty-oriented news aggregation site. If you want the newest and freshest stories and perspectives on current events from those who value liberty, then freedomsphoenix.com has them. Their daily dispatch is the best way to stay up to date on science, technology, historical findings, liberty news, government overspending, and the rise of the police state. It's freedomswithanasphoenix.com. That's freedomsphoenix.com. 
Com. Coming up, uh, we will talk about how copyright laws somehow interface with gambling. You've got that story, Chris, and I'm very curious as to what that's about. But first, a little bit of good news, and it's coming from a, a place I didn't expect to get it, the Justice Department. Now, you know, normally news from the Justice Department, it's pretty rare. That doesn't that doesn't that sounds like a contradictory. Yeah. I, and it's not, you know, it's not that they didn't abuse these people to begin with. The people who've been in prison, as you pointed out, many of whom have never harmed another human being. These are people, a lot of them are victimless criminals. Some of them might just be flat out innocent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A lot of them are probably innocent on top of, uh, you know, not victimless crime. Yeah. On top of those who have committed victimless crimes. Right. But the good news is that the damage being done to these folks has been lessened. And so that's Ooh. still worth pointing out. It's still worth saying, OK, that's the right thing to do. I mean, you, you've gotten them in. You've done the wrong thing by putting them in this situation in the first place. The least you can do is let them out of the cage. Uh, in this case, there are about 3,000 former federal prisoners who have been taken out of the prisons during COVID last year. And the Justice Department is now saying they've reversed their legal opinion and said now those inmates can stay on home confinement. The decision announced by Attorney General Merrick Garland came after months of pressure on Joe Biden from criminal justice groups, lawmakers, and other advocates. In the final days of the Trump administration, DOJ said released inmates would have to return to prison at the end of the emergency period declared during the pandemic. Nearly 3,000 former inmates would have potentially been taken back to prison. The Department of Justice's Office of Legal Counsel said Tuesday that it did not, quote, lightly depart from our precedents, and we have given the views expressed in our prior opinion careful and respectful consideration, unquote. The office concluded, by the way, this report from PBS, uh, that the Federal Bureau of Prisons, quote, pre-existing authorities does not require that prisoners in extended home confinement be returned en masse to correctional facilities when the emergency period ends. So they read the ordinances once and then they had one opinion and then I guess they concluded a different conclusion for whatever reason. So yeah, good for them. If, if I'm not mistaken, the ruling on that was pretty terrible like you basically were released and then i don't think those days were going to count towards your sentence so you were you know so you would end up with like a three-year sentence basically no or yeah for you know for something where you might have been sentenced to two years because you're effectively released but then you're confined and so you end up having this time period which you basically can't do anything you know with your life so your, your sentence is sort of increased. extended yeah right the original releases were authorized under the so-called authority of the $2.2 trillion CARES Act that President Trump signed in March 2020. As the virus spread, then Attorney General William Barr directed federal prisons to increase the use of home confinement and expedite the re- release of eligible high-risk inmates as coronavirus cases surged, meaning high risk of, I guess, death from coronavirus. I'm not sure why they all of a sudden care about keeping these people alive. Well, they... If they didn't care about keeping them alive, they would, you know, not have Ross Ulbricht in a life sentence. I think that it's more humane to kill someone than give them a life sentence. Yeah, I I want them to suffer. 
I guess you're right about that. Particularly in detention settings, priority was given to those at low or medium security prisons where the virus was spreading the fastest. Quote, thousands of people on home confinement have reconnected with their families, have found gainful employment, and have followed the rules, said the current Attorney General Garland in a statement saying further, in light of today's Office of Legal Counsel opinion, I've directed the department engage in a rulemaking process to ensure they live up to the letter and spirit of the CARES Act. Uh, they go on to blather about, uh, let's see, ex- we exercise our authority so those who have made rehabilitative progress and complied with the conditions of home confinement and who in the interest of justice should be given an opportunity to continue transitioning back to society are not unnecessarily returned to prison. So some will be? Well, I guess if you were a bad boy, hmm. right? So if you, uh, if you, if they, if they let you out on home confinement due to COVID, and then you proceed to just, you know, leave the house when you didn't ask for permission, then they would consider that a, a black mark on your record, and you'd be more likely to be returned back to prison in that case. Now, according to the story, more than thirty-five thousand inmates were released. So they had said earlier it was three thousand who could have been sent back. But 35,000 of them were released as part of an effort to or the effort to ease pandemic conditions as long as they met certain criteria, including that they were not likely a danger to others. But about 2,830 of the 4,800 some who remain on home confinement were the ones that were slated to come back. So I guess the, of those 35,000, a lot of them were like on the tail end of, of their term. Mm. And so this wasn't I don't think it was what you were saying, Chris. It wasn't extending their terms it was just allowing them to serve the rest of their term in, in home confinement and okay. so they're no longer uh, of those 35,000 like 3,000 or 30,000 or more of them they're no longer being confined at all is what it sounds like here. Well, that's okay. good yeah so that is great news kudos i guess to the bureaucrats for doing this i don't know if there was you know like a shred of humanity that uh had somehow surfaced there's probably something they somehow got out of it it would have been more expensive to move them something mm. they they need more rooms in the prison for all the new people they have in there it's, there's some reason that serves them they don't they, serve us it, it comes off to me as a selfishness thing mm-hmm. um as far as the government's concerned um it's what will make the politicians look look good effectively they they've heard yeah, from people true. and the people are saying they want these people not to go back to back in the cage and and uh they thought it would make them look good i mean that's 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 uh, usually why these things happen yeah and i guess biden can now claim this right like he can say ah see i'm a prison reformer even though he's done absolutely nothing to like actually stop people from going to prison right uh say oh i don't know julian assange for instance yep. Or uh, maybe Edward Snowden. Now, Snowden, of course, is not in the clutches of the U.S. government. But, of course, Biden could easily pardon either of these two people. And or we Ross Ulbricht. We know, right? Ross, of course, there for two uh, life be sentences the plus one four years. Pardon. Uh, and actually, there was an interesting interview, I guess, recently that I saw an excerpt from where Candace Owens, who's uh, like a right-wing conservative uh, columnist or whatever, commentator, she got Trump to sit down for an interview. She cornered him and asked him about Julian Assange and Ooh. Edward Snowden specifically. And he had no good answer. He was just hemming and hawing and saying, well, there's two sides and I've got there's good people on both sides. And he he just (laughs) blathered for 30 seconds flat and had nothing. He could not explain any rational reason with the exception of he answers to someone. That's what he didn't say without. That's what he basically said without saying it was that he answers to people because he said, well, there's people, good people on both sides. and, And that's why he did nothing about about Julian Assange. Yikes.
and about Edward Snowden. So, uh, good news, you know, for those 3,000 uh, 3, people that don't have to go back to federal prison now, you know, they should, of course, release more of their inmates, more people who, again, have never harmed another human being who are just rotting away for the rest of their lives in some cases there in federal prison. But again, I think Bonnie's right about this. You can't expect these people to be compassionate. They got something out of this. What it was, not clear. But if you want to speculate, call us. Looking for a great real estate investment? Consider New Hampshire, which is ground zero for the Liberty Movement. Your first call should be to Mark Warden from Porcupine Real Estate. He's more than just a real estate agent. He's your New Hampshire concierge. Where are the best places to live? Do you want farm, city, the burbs, or forest? Do you want a duplex or multifamily building so that renters pay your mortgage? There are homes in all price ranges in New Hampshire, and Mark can help with financing, too. Invest in Liberty and property. Mark Warden can help. PorcupineRealEstate.com it is free talk live phones open here on this christmas eve edition we are live by the way the number is 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 we started out with some of the good news uh first of all joe biden gave everybody on the internet a gift he actually said, let's go, Brandon. If you haven't seen the clip, I did link it over on our social media uh, profile at social.freetalklive.com. You can find us there. And unlike the big tech social media companies, you actually have a lot more freedom to speak on Free Talk Lives, as you would expect, social media site over at social.freetalklive.com. And Free Talk Live is also brought to you by Bitcoin.com. And, uh, you know, it's the holiday season. Bitcoin had been below $50,000 for a couple weeks there. You had a good opportunity to jump in below 50K. As of now, it's above 50K. Now it's around like 51, I think, the last time I looked earlier today, maybe 50 and change. Uh, so still, you know, down from where the peak was several weeks ago at around $68,000. So it might be time to take a look at it over at Bitcoin.com. Just click Get Started at the top of the page. and You can watch some introductory videos and learn some of the basics about what makes cryptocurrency like Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash special why you really ought to know about this why this stuff is changing the world and you don't want to be you know getting in on the back end of this thing because uh, it's it's not going away in my opinion i can't predict what the price is going to do it could drop in the next five minutes we have no idea uh, but over the last 13 years it has trended upwards over time so take your time do a little bit of research head over to bitcoin.com now, let's talk a little bit more about money. Chris, you've got a story about gambling, and i got to say, I was surprised at the technology behind placing bets these days. You were saying to me off the air that apparently gamblers are floating drones over sports stadiums <laughs> so they can get the fastest feed of what's happening on the field so they can place bets like instantaneous during the game bets yes. about what's going to happen before it actually hits the network television feed. Yeah, well. apparently uh, it used to be back in the day, gamblers could, you know, they, they'd they have to basically place their bets before the game, I guess, started. Right. And then, which makes sense. And to me. The bookies or whatever would have to actually like physically call them in or write them down or send them somewhere. I don't know how all that works, but old tech moves a little slower. Yeah. Right. Well. Apparently, in I don't, I don't know how long this has been true, but apparently now you can do bets like live bets while the game is in session. 
Right. And as a result of this, and I'm, I'm still not entirely sure, like, if you were actually at the game, you would also have an advantage over other people who were not at the game. Um, but... I don't know. But apparently, uh, there is there are drones that are being flown over over the, over the fields. Amazing, and this is giving them a uh, like a two second advantage over a TV stream. So I if they're going to start shooting them down. Well, I, yeah, I can't imagine the <laughs> the, uh, the the football stadiums are very happy about this because I mean there are government regulations regarding drones. Yeah. So I don't know what those regulations are, but I, I wonder if these people are so, actually, you know, licensed. So there's there's two aspects to this. One, this is the UK. Oh. Um, but it, it, I don't necessarily know that it's that different in the US as to the UK mm. um, in this regard. But um, so in the US, you it's it's regulated by the FCC effectively flying drones. So it's probably the case that it's legal in the u.s to do something of the similar nature um but i don't know it's kind of like it's kind of like around prisons there they can't jam cell phone signals again it's fcc regulated right Mm -hmm. um and the military when they're when they've got all their stuff going on still fcc right you're not allowed to fly a drone over a prison that is that is that definitely prohibited. Might not that might be prohibited. Yeah. Um, but as far as the airwaves are concerned, it's okay. So they I, can't jam it, but they could yeah, shoot. That's you down. F- I'm sorry, I said FCC. This is FAA, not FCC. Mm-hmm. As far as the drones are concerned, yeah. But the so, drones are controlled by radio transmission, so FCC would come mm, into play on that. Yeah, that's probably true too. Anyway, basically, the point that I'm making is that it's it's one of these things where mm, there is a very particular agency that regulates this sort of thing, mm-hmm. and so. You know, a prison or, you know, a theater or, you know, they can't just do whatever they want. They can't just they might be able to paint their walls with something that hinders a a signal going through, but they can't jam a signal. Gotcha. For for example, in the case of like cell phones and things of that nature. Mm. Um, Let's get into the story a little bit. So this is a story coming from Torrent Freak and the title of the story is Lawmakers Fix Copyright Law to Stop Gamblers Beating the Bookies. So they want to use apparently copyright law to somehow stop gamblers from being the bookies it's 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 crazy story. Yeah, i gotta hear how this is gonna happen the uk parliament's house of lords has heard calls for a significant tightening of copyright law to tackle a most unusual threat according to several lords the law should be updated to prevent live sporting events from being filmed by the public hmm. wow i mean what is the threat I mean, basically, if apparently you, bookies know some politicians yeah. and uh, they want to protect their friends. And, and the crazy thing, too, about this is that, like, there's an easy solution to this problem. Just require the bets prior to the game starting and then the problem goes away. Right. Yeah. Um, like there's ways to solve these sorts of problems um, or maybe have it so that and I don't even necessarily know you need to do that. I would think just making it so that you have to place the bet like a couple of minutes before i guess whatever the bet is on like i guess if it's crossing off finish line or something like that mm-hmm. you just have to place the bet prior to that a couple of bits prior because then they don't get that advantage that two second advantage or it wouldn't have the same type of effect um that you would if you were sort of an automated yeah uh, i guess the trick is these websites for instance are offering these instantaneous bets 
of things that can happen during the game, but you don't know if they will, right? So you yeah. can't say, like if you're talking about a finish line in a race, that's one thing. But if you're talking about a football game, mm-hmm. you don't know, you know, if a team's going to intercept the ball or when they're going to run it or when they're going to pass it. You, as the player of the the, uh, the gambler, sure, you have no idea, and the, as the house has no idea when these things are going to happen. So it's just somebody somebody pl- places a bet that so and so team is going to score within the next minute. And then they do. If they if they do score within the next minute, then they win big. If they don't, they lose big. I mean, there's all kinds of potentials for what people can do. And so I, so these platforms, I would imagine. I wonder if I wonder if the platforms really care because isn't it essentially the the betters betting against one another? As I don't know more, more so than the platform itself. I'm not a gambler, I, so I don't I don't. Know yeah, this a whole is the same problem. We're, t- we're basically two non three non gamblers. I'm assuming. Yeah, three. Um, so. <laughs> I'm not entirely sure myself, um, but it seems like these are all problems that can be basically solved without the government, without the government involvement. And the idea that you wouldn't be able to, you know, film your little kid's soccer game That's insane. is insane or any game. I mean, look, you've got 100,000 people or 50,000 people in an audience or whatever these stadiums hold. I mean, there's there's no way that you're going to be able to tell these people they can't pull out a phone and record the action on the field. Right? And it goes kind of it kind of even gets worse. It, it makes even less sense to me because, OK, so you can't film the game using a, a drone. OK, fine. But that doesn't really stop gamblers from getting an advantage if they actually go to the game. Right. I mean, you're still. Gonna, yeah. Why can't you just sit there in the right. in the stadium with your laptop and place bets? Right. Right. And and the thing with that is like you would have an advantage over the cellular connection. You know, the drones that are being filming via the drones. The yeah. Because you'll even beat them. So it just seems like such a weird like what they're calling a loophole um and it's just it's just crazy in copyright law i guess i wonder how often this is happening because if it is as simple as you just go to the game with a you know with a phone and start placing bets on the things that happen on the field i mean you could you would think they've figured out a way to re- remediate this problem <laughs> Sounds already. like they just wanted to tighten copyright laws or That's, something. Yeah, this, maybe this, uh, this might just be an excuse. It might be because they've actually, in the story, I haven't even gotten to it, but they actually say that it's not even a big problem. Uh, <laughs> it's like, because one of the problems is that... But it's a threat. Yeah, I guess. Um, it could happen. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so with the drones, you've got a, a two-second advantage, but you can't have a lot of people viewing that feed because mm-hmm. you'd end up adding latency to it, hmm. okay? And it's because you'd end up having like a relay in there as well uh, in order to distribute right. it to more people. Different and that private has, feed. Right, it, it undermines it. So it only works in small numbers anyway. All right, we're going to continue here with more from this story. Maybe you know a thing or two about this live gambling that's, that's going on out there. I know that there are websites that allow this uh, and you can you know usually you can pay with bitcoin in these cases <laughs> yeah the number 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 you can join us and bring up whatever you want here this is free talk live Talk live phones open here live Christmas Eve edition of the show. And by the way, we are live throughout the holidays, so we're going to be with you tomorrow on Christmas Day. We'll be with you New Year's Eve, which is one week from tonight, and also New Year's Day because we do this thing 365 days a year, all seven days a week. We're live seven to ten at night Eastern time, and you're invited to join us here as well. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. 
and Chris. Also, in uh, one week, we're going to do a after show on New Year's Eve. So you can ring in the new year with us. Uh, if uh, you don't have anything else to do, we'll be here for you. And we're going to do a giveaway of the BitBox, which is a 100% open source hardware wallet. So if you're into Bitcoin BTC, if you're into Ethereum and Litecoin, you definitely need to take a look at the BitBox. Get over to box.freetalklive.com. You can learn more about it there. You can order your own for 5% off using code FTL. Or you can get into the giveaway by becoming a Free Talk Live supporter via the AMPS program, amps.freetalklive.com. We'll pick one lucky supporter, one lucky member of AMPS, and uh, and you will get the BitBox. So uh, we're going to do that next week after the radio show's over. So we're going to start the Freer Talk Live internet-only episode probably around 10.30 Eastern on New Year's Eve. So hopefully you will join us for that as we continue here. Uh, Chris, you're just beginning to tell us about... An unusual story mixing gambling in with copyright law. Some people have gone to the lords there in uh, <laughs> their version of representatives, I guess, there in uh, in the UK and said, hey, we need protection from these people flying drones over gambling or not gambling over uh, sports stadiums. They're shooting video that's getting to people too fast. faster <laughs> yeah. than the mainstream media is and so therefore people are able to place bets on these instantaneous betting i presume websites yep uh and that's not fair so tell yeah, me more yeah i mean they're basically wanting to stop gamblers from doing what gamblers do from getting an edge but their proposal um, is to stop anyone from recording video of sporting events right they're doing it and they're trying to do it through copyright law according to several lords the law should be updated to prevent live sporting events events from being filmed by the public in other words if you film your kids uh, soccer game you would be committing some sort of copyright offense i mean the odds that it'll be enforced at a kid's soccer game is probably <laughs> a little less likely than at a major league kind of sports stadium but you know they could maybe right, this right. was just created to stop the videos of uh you know pro athletes who are very healthy fainting having on the field attacks. and having heart attacks. And it's, it's also kind of crazy, too, because usually it's the person doing the filming that owns the copyright. So what infringement are you... like? You're you're violating your own copyright? Like it, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, they're saying here basically that they want the mainstream media to have the exclusive exclusive rights. Yeah. But then the question is who owns that copyright or that that right, I guess. It's not I don't know if you There's say There's a copyright, licensing but, deal between I at least I know in the US like yeah. NFL for instance, sure, sure. Ma- Major League Baseball, these these corporations they do exclusive license deals. So I with think that's already the, the case in the UK too, though. So yeah. the question then becomes like, what does what is this going to do? I guess this is I don't know. Is the law specific to those those major I don't know teams or something of that nature or those major professional leagues? Um, is 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 that is that in the law? I wonder because mm. it, yeah, otherwise I it almost sounds like it would be illegal to film at any type of sporting event that's what it's sounding like um, but but the question also does become who then gets those rights is it is it the teams on the field is it is it the players on the field is it you know is it the league is it who's i think right it would be is whoever that? is uh is it the you know, presumably the stadium and the and the league would hmm. be the the primary rights holders because they're giving the media the uh, the pass right so the media cuts a deal with them and says all right, I don't, and I don't know how these deals work. I don't know if I presume the media pays them, right? So the I'm pretty sure, like if they're a big enough deal, yeah. right? Like yep. if if you're a big deal and you're attracting a huge audience, then you know, like the NFL, then media is going to be bidding 
to get the exclusive right to be the Super Bowl affiliate or be the you know the the Bears affiliate or whoever whatever game you know team we're talking about. Yeah, so. I, I and, and I think I want to say even like I think even in the United States or um, it wouldn't be illegal for you to film it if it's long Not as from your own camera. It, yeah, from outside the stadium. Right. If you're a paid ticket holder, I mean the odds that they're going to start telling people you can't pull your camera out. And record what's going on is is completely unbelievable. I mean, that's not what they're going to do. Like, even if this passes, yeah. they're not going to tell their audience members they can't record. They're trying to stop these pros from doing this somehow. And well, if, if they have to shoot down it, a drone, they're going to shoot case, down a drone. It's gamblers, though. I, at least supposedly it's gamblers, yeah. which makes even less sense to me because if you're a gambler, couldn't you just show up to the game itself and and do the betting from there rather than having the drone too? Yeah, I mean, that's, somebody, that's a great point. Somebody has to be there flying the drone in the first place, presumably. Yeah. So it's like, it's just, it's very, very bizarre. I mean, I guess you could have one person go and then like a dozen gamblers maybe watching that live feed or something like that mm. um, to gain an advantage, but it's just still so weird. While there are plenty of stories of people hitting the proverbial jackpot when gambling, there are many more tales of habits becoming a problem. As a result, bookmakers are often portrayed as preying on victims, trying every trick in the book to part people from their money. Well, you know, gambling is a problem for a lot of people. It it absolutely is an addiction, and I understand why people think they can somehow solve this problem by prohibiting it. But mm. those people don't understand what prohibition is. Yeah. They don't understand that prohibition always fails. And if anything, it makes the problems worse. Yep. So I get that people are concerned about gamblers because, you know, they might have had a family member who is a gambling addict or a friend or something like that. And it is devastating to see somebody go through selling everything that they own. And then, you know, mortgaging their house and, you know, just absolutely just destroying financially their own life just because they think they're going to hit it big on the next bet. But and if they stopped being able to go to the casino they go to, would they just stop with that part of their personality no, altogether? No, that's the thing. They go underground. If, if you can't do it openly, then you're, you know, then you're seeking out, you know, underground uh, cockfighting or whatever. Yeah, you know? as, even if you can't gamble at all you still have some something that you need to address in yourself that will still be causing issues for you But that's the thing there's always going to be a way to place a bet it doesn't matter what what prohibitions and what kind of crackdowns are put into place those people are looking for that opportunity and all you have to do you know seek and ye shall find you will find gambling opportunities in the black market if necessary yeah and they'll be dangerous you may not even have to go to the black market to gamble so to speak if it's prohibited you will well i mean they're not going to prohibit trading stocks right i mean there's other ways to sort of get this i don't think that i don't think that the average gambler is looking for that though that's not the same kind of maybe not but like day trading you know it's kind of got a lot of similar qualities i don't know i I see what you're saying there i mean i certainly you know long-term trades is not what the gamblers after i I got that um but they're looking for the instant if you got like a day trading kind of thing maybe going on Mm -hmm. or there's like other ways i don't and i'm not a gambler so i don't know where those other you know ways to gamble without gambling per per what the law defines as gambling gambling with your life it could just be reckless living like i bet i can jump over that 
Yeah, I mean, it could, it could just be, show up in so many different ways. You know, it could be stealing. You know, I mean, it's not it's not gambling, but it's it's, it's a risk. It's a risk, and yeah. you're going to have a high reward potentially. So, mm-hmm. and that's part of what gambling is. It's like mm-hmm. it's it's taking a high risk with with a reward, right. potential, potential. potentially high reward. Um, and what do you get from stealing? It's the same potential situation. You know, mm-hmm. it's a lot of risk, but it's also potentially high reward if you can get away with it. Uh, but what if there was a way to even things out a little to beat the bookies, as it were, as it stands, a small but significant loophole certainly exists and has done for ha, has done. For, I think they mean has been so f- has been the case for some time. Um, every second counts in days gone by when people placed a bet on a team to win a fighter to prevail or a horse to reach the post. The post first bets were placed before events started. However, sure. modern technology now allows people to place in play bets attempting to predict who will score the next goal when the and next- this benefits the you know the bookies right to allow people to place in-game bets just gives more opportunities for people to lose money yeah so they I, you I think. Lo- they love doing this if it wasn't good for the bookies they wouldn't do it yeah I, it, it is a good question it's like who is this really supposed to be benefiting because it doesn't it almost doesn't seem like it would benefit the bookies and of course it benefits the what you know about the law or gambling during the game well, passing the law doesn't seem like it would benefit the bookies because, I mean, what's it going to do? I mean, the, the gambling is going to happen. Maybe I don't understand the business model of the bookie, mm-hmm. yeah. um, but I would think I don't know why it matters which person wins. Yeah, you would think they make money whether the game goes one way or another. Right. So I don't know. Maybe it's not how that works. I, I don't know. Uh, well, somebody next- has to set the odds. And so somehow that factors in. Right. Mm-hmm. Like there's somebody says this team is more likely to win than this team. And then they, they say two to one odds or three to one odds. And then somehow that affects the amount of money that you can win. Right. So yeah. uh, somehow that. I, yeah, I, I'm, a, I'm with you on this, Chris. I've never really researched how bookies make their their monies. On yeah. this sort of it thing. seems crazy regardless. <laughs> like just the idea that you would that you would ban people from filming their their child that is soccer crazy. Days. It's just crazy. Is there me. more to share from the story? Yeah, right, we'll, we'll, com- we'll continue with that here in moments. And it is live, by the way. We're here on Christmas Eve. You can join us at 603-283-6160. Have you had gambling issues? Are you currently an addict? Tell us about it. Coming up. Is your broken heart stopping you from being authentically happy? My name is Jeremy West, and for a limited time, I am running a free online class to teach you what most people don't know about how to deal with your feelings, the simple way to deal with your negative thinking, the key to breaking your unhealthy relationship patterns, and so much more. No more feeling like a failure who will never find true love. No more self-medicating and ending up feeling even more miserable. And no more feeling like you'll never be someone who deserves an amazing partner. Sound good? You'll discover a new way to finally feel validated and loved, to stop trying to get your self-worth from the very people who tear it down, and to put you in control of your own happiness so you never surrender that control to another person again in as little as eight weeks. Register now for my free online class at beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. That's beyondyourbreakup.com slash free class. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. We are kicking off the second hour of this Christmas Eve edition of the show. Coming up, we'll talk about slaughter bots. Bonnie's got a story about that. Doesn't sound like a lot of fun, but we'll get into it. And you can bring up anything that's on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. If you're just tuning in, Chris has been telling us 
about a bizarre story tying gambling into copyright law and why in the UK the House of Lords is, or at least some of the members of the House of Lords are saying that they need to update copyright law to somehow stop people from recording their own feeds of sports games, which is allegedly being used that technology to feed into gamblers who can get a feed of a game before they can watch it on television, like just a couple seconds before they could see it live on television. Because I don't know if the UK is anything like what is going on here in the US, but the US, these companies that run these games, they have to put a delay in because if someone says the F word, then the FCC can come after them. Ooh. And so they have to be able to hit the dump button, basically, that, on that these games. That might add additional latency. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. I wasn't even thinking about that. Right. Yeah. Hmm. So somebody's paying some some big time gamblers are paying good money to, to hire a drone uh, operator to fly drones over stadiums and get their own personal feeds so they can place bets. And so now the uh, the government gang's talking about stepping in. Yeah, this is what they're saying. This is not legitimate betting, to which I certainly have no objection. This is foul play, and it must be stopped. <laughs> One way of doing so would be to give the race courses copyright in all pictures. So wow. that at least the droners paid up out of their ill-gotten. So it doesn't even solve the problem that they, they just tried. want them to pay. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> Another would be make... This is just a cash grab. Another would be to make... Such, well, isn't that all copyright is essentially? Uh, oh, know, absolutely, cash grab. definitely a cash grab. Another would be to make such filming of sporting events a criminal offense. That's terrible. It, it so really is stupid. Copyright law to tackle drones too risky. While various speakers painted a grim picture, it was left to the Lord Callanan to highlight why changes to copyright law are not the appropriate response to the perceived problem. Sporting performances are not considered intellectual creation since the rules of sport leave only limited room for real creative freedom, he hmm. said, which hmm. makes a lot of sense because that's kind of the whole argument of copyright is you are protecting creators, creative works. Yep. Proposals to have sporting performances protected by copyright provisions raise grave concerns about the development of sport. For instance, if an athlete were able to protect their performance or an aspect of it from being copied by other athletes. Uh, it kind of makes a good point. I mean, I, I guess if uh, you've got a certain play or something like that, in theory, I guess they could copyright it and then, or something. Teams of that nature in the future and, wouldn't be able to try it. Yeah, Ridiculous. I guess, I guess you'd be Stupid. prevented from like having certain plays. Like, in it doesn't, a I game. mean, that just, that's not going to fly. The, like the, specific footwork yeah, couldn't be the, done yeah. again. The sports team owners are not going to stand I, for that. I could just see so many problems with this. Like, and yeah. I could see them passing something like this. And then all of a sudden, one team trying to claim copyright on like their play or something. And then the other, the other team, team gets won't arrested. Be able to, and, yeah. Right. Like, it's, it's just, it sounds you insane, caught the ball but, in the same way that Joe Montana, you know, <laughs> the whatever. cheerleaders are allowed Rice. to do the same cheers, right? We can it's see- ridiculous. That's never. I, I just can't believe that would ever happen. <laughs> I I have a hard time. There's imagining too much it, but- money in in this that like the sports team owners are tied in with the government. Remember, if the UK is anything like the US, then the taxpayers are paying for these stadiums. These sports team owners in the US are buddy buddy with the politicians, and that's how they get you know, half a billion dollars to build a new stadium in any given city. It's almost always the taxpayers that are that are, you know, on the hook for building these sports centers, which then these privately owned teams make money on. Yep. 
So the odds that these politicians who are owned by these sports teams, owners basically, are going to do anything to spite but these sports Ian, teams? Never. The economic benefit to our city is going to be significant. We're all going to do well because of this. Not if they pass a copyright law. <laughs> the, the sports teams don't want that to happen. Well, what about the threat of a few people getting a two-second advantage in these bets? Yeah, I mean, the sports teams themselves, I don't think they got a, unless they're doing gambling on the games themselves, I don't think they really have a horse in the race, so to speak. So I, I don't think that they would care. It would probably benefit I, them to have a be? copyright on the game. I mean, the argument here, I think, would be that wouldn't they then benefit from being able to sell their rights or yeah. reduce the diminishment of their I think of the sports rights? teams would probably support copywriting, the like owning the footage, but they wouldn't want to own like you know, they wouldn't want to allow people to own different plays. Different plays. That's not yeah, yeah. Happen. I think that would be more of an accident as a result of the law passing. Than an unintended, unintended, unintended consequence. consequence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anything else. Uh, let's see here. We can see how many dif- difficulties would be caused by going down that route. As Lord Callanan explained, the owner of the copyright and sports footage is held by the person who films it since they have creative control over how the event is filmed. Changes yes. to copyright law uh, to have events directly protected under copyright law would represent a reversal. The person who filmed it would hold no rights since they would be held by the organizers or even the participants. Furthermore, there are already mecha- mechanisms in place to deal with the highlighted problems when they break the law. Illegal gambling can be dealt with by the Gambling Commission, for example, which important importantly doesn't share the views in the house so so the gambling well, commission which is to regulate it i mean what, what's illegal about this and there's nothing I, I look i don't know what the law is I, over in the uk it doesn't make sense because again you you could be in the stadium itself you know yeah, watching with your own two eyes yeah, what just make it illegal it to fly a drone over the stadium if anything well, that's the thing. I suspect that may already be illegal. I don't mm-hmm. know. Again, we don't live there. We don't know what the laws are. Well, this isn't legal advice. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 not there. Arguably, it is the airspace that belongs to the stadium, so they should be able to keep things out from their airspace. They don't want there. Yeah, I mean, this is a, this is an issue where the in the in the U.S. it would be the FAA that regulates it. Mm-hmm. So, it, but it, also it's a pro- property they, they rights question. Have... I mean, this let's let's take the FAA out of this. Let's just say the the government is abolished tomorrow. Let's go into Liberty Land, right, where there's sure. no, there's you know anarchy or whatever you want to call it, uh, and there's no FAA anymore. How high above your facility do you have a legitimate property claim? Because obviously, like, if there's a helicopter flying right above this house, (laughs) it's going to be really noisy, right? It's going to be a real distraction. Yeah. Uh, But some people would argue, well, you don't own the space above your house. Others would say you own all the way to the moon, you know, above your house. And someone else might say, well, you can homestead the amount of uh, space. So if you build like a big antenna, then you own all the way up to the top of that. So there's no real like firm answer on on this. But I don't I don't think most people would agree that a helicopter should just be able to like float over your house at any time that it damn well pleases, hmm. you know, five feet above your roof line, right? Most people would agree that is going to disturb the peace of the person who is uh, is within that dwelling. Yeah, I mean, this is this is a this is probably a tricky thing to answer. I mean, on the one hand, it's like, well, okay, uh, if you own it, then you have some sort of obligation, if you so wish, to protect it, right? Um, and then the question becomes, well, how does one protect their airspace, so to speak, right? Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I don't know. I don't know. Um, but presumably, yeah. I mean, you know, if, if you're flying high enough above a property it's and you can't protect it and you can't control it, then... Yeah, right. Oh, I, I agree mean, with you. If you're flying high enough, I think right. most people would not find that objectionable. But right. how yeah, high like a, is too high? An airplane flying over our house, you know, however many miles above they normally do, isn't a problem. But yeah, one I don't know, foot can you, above. Can your can your uh, ammunition reach it? Yeah. Well, if your if ammunition shooting, can't reach it, then you don't own it. Well, and also if you're shooting into the air, you're then putting I'm not other people that. at risk. Yeah. yeah. You're, you're, Just to be clear, I'm not advocating what people start shooting up? at yeah. airplanes. And if Me you either. did it right now, you'd actually be uh, committing a felony. Well, whatever you're doing, you're putting other people at drums. risk because right. what goes up comes down. And so therefore, whatever you shoot into the air is going to come down. Right, right, right. possibly could kill someone. Or if you shot the helicopter down, it might land on your own house. Yeah, I mean, that would be instant karma in yeah. that particular case. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but the question is, how high is high enough? Okay, so this is where people are going to disagree at some point of how of how high, um, and so I think that most people would say, "Look, it's the stadium's space; they should be able to make that decision as to whether or not drones should be there." And it doesn't need to be a copyright law. So I think yeah. there's more there's more afoot here than just "Oh, let's keep the drones away." This is about giving rights to some owners. I think of uh, of these sports teams. And then what do you do about the uh, you know the the people with the zoom cameras from a building nearby? <laughs> right. right, like you're there's not always in their something. Space. We're coming up. is Free Talk Live. The number here is 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Chris. And it is an open phone show where you can call in and take control of the airwaves. We are here live on Christmas Eve. We'll be here Christmas Day, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day. Throughout the holidays, we're with you every single day, 7 to 10 at night Eastern. You can join us online anytime you want over at freetalklive.com. And we're helping out... The folks over at Give Directly, it's the first nonprofit that allows you to give money directly to people living in extreme poverty. What they do is they locate recipients who are in serious need, and they use mobile money to send them cash, no strings attached. And in the last decade, Give Directly has helped over 1 million people and have sent over $400 million to those folks. It's amazing. And research has shown that giving cash to people living in poverty, and we're talking about like you got to walk five miles to get to potable water kind of poverty. We're not talking about American poverty here where people are fat. Uh, we're talking about real poverty. And it can drive positive changes like employment, nutrition, health, and education. Plus, that cash allows people to invest in what they need instead of relying on aid organizations, donors thousands of miles away choosing for them. So if that's what you prefer, we agree, and we're matching up to $30,000 uh, total in donations if you go to give.freetalklive.com you can help people that are in serious need over in kenya in kalifi and bamet counties in kenya once again that's give.freetalklive.com let's go to kami sarah she's on the line calling from new mexico hello sarah oh yes merry christmas i'm I'm so happy you guys uh, have this show on every day thanks but um i just um I just want to mention that um, from friend from people that have visited Cuba, there are there were no billboards like those ones that we seen um, driving through the freeway. I, I think there are no advertisement at all because I guess all of the businesses and services are state owned. So 
they don't well, really advertise that's, to that's, you. From what we've heard, that's starting to change in the last decade or so in Cuba. There's, yeah, there's also there's also some advertising that goes on by the state of its like kind of like copying capitalist uh, you know countries but it definitely isn't the same kind of billboards that you would see in the united states that's for sure state propaganda yeah i don't even know if they have billboards at all but you know it's it's too bad mark isn't allowed to be on the air with us because of the stupid uh, crypto six bail conditions he's prohibited from I'm, I'm technically prohibited from talking with him but he actually did visit cuba did he? uh within the last couple years i think it was and he said, uh, it, you know, said the women were very beautiful, and he had a good time while he was there. But there's definitely some more market reforms that have been put into place there. Sarah, when were your when did your friends visit? I don't know, maybe um, this might have been maybe twenty twenty five years ago or so. Oh my God! Oh yeah. <laughs> okay. So uh, let's fast forward to post Fidel Castro after uh, Fidel Castro, you know, left. His uh, position as dictator there and ultimately died. His brother took over, Raul Castro, who he is now no longer in uh, the that particular uh, leadership, if you want to call it that role. And somebody else is now. And so over the last two decades, what you've seen in Cuba from the reports that you know we've seen. I have not been there myself and neither of you. So we can just go by what people tell us. And uh, the word is because people were so poor because they were so impoverished by communism, you know, hungry and you know, not able to create wealth for themselves, the after uh, after Fidel Castro was, you know, out of his position, his brother actually came in and started to make some changes. And you know, they were slow, they were small, they were baby steps in in a more market direction, allowing people to make some choices for themselves, allowing like farmers to decide what to plant, allowing them to maybe keep some of what they earn. You know, little changes that make a huge difference in the lives of uh, of individuals over there. So you really don't know what you're talking about as usual and and it and, and to your to your credit you're going on what someone told you which is really all you can do out of Cuba but you haven't updated your information in more than two decades. So you really need to uh you know do a little bit of research and find out more about this and why again communism has failed because it failed in Cuba and is continuing to fail uh in Cuba. But you realize all of the the sanctions, right, that has been imposed on They're Cuba. bad. There's no doubt about it. And and, and some of the things Iraq, that Barack Obama got right was to roll back some of that and actually allow Americans to travel to Cuba again because you can do that now. Uh in fact, why don't you do that, Sarah? Why don't you go down there and see it for yourself? I do not, I don't know what the 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 policies are right now about traveling, but mm-hmm. I don't really have any money, but I, I do like the communist ideals of, I rather have my, I might not have the opportunity to become a millionaire, but I, I will gladly give that up so that other people could have housing and food and Medicaid and share everything. That's more important to me. What could and you do to con- give other communist- people anything if you are not willing to work? Well, I mean, I contribute in my own way. I feel like <laughs> what does that mean? Calling this show and teaching people about communism is an important part of work. And you should be paid for calling this show and teaching people about communism. Well, I mean, does everything have to be about pay? I mean, the Cuban doctors work for free; they just get housing. And okay, food, here's here's a better question. Satisfied? Do you do any volunteer work? 
Well, I mean, I feel like I'm doing volunteer work. I I have done volunteer work. Okay, let's rephrase. Have you ever worked for a homeless shelter or, you know, done anything outside of the home? Um, not not really. She considers I, making calls to radio stations to be volunteer work. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, well, yes, because uh, we got communism here, and people don't know that we have communism here. Oh no, we Attention. know. Yeah. No, no, we are well, very okay. well aware. A lot of people don't know, but we know. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's, that's true. true. A lot of people are in the dark. <laughs> Uh, actually, we got, we went over the list of the Communist Manifesto, like the, I don't know if it's 10 planks or whatever it was, 11, however many it was, 12. Anyway, they've got a number of planks, and I think that we determined that more than 75% of them have been like full-on implemented in the United States, and that's been the case for like the last couple of decades. But just so you know, Sarah, I mean... According to a quick look here that I did, because again, I have the internet and you know you can get a lot of information on the inter- internet. You should try it sometime. But flights from Miami to Cuba are a mere $460 for a one hour and 20 minute flight from Miami to Cuba nonstop. I mean, this is not something that is out of your reach. I mean, it, you could save your money and you put away 20 bucks a week or, or you know 40 bucks a month or something like that. And before, you know, by the end of the year, You'd have enough money to to uh, to fly down to Cuba, and then you could just stay there. Well, it's a it's a good idea, but um, I mean, because if you're a serious communist, you should want to go to where communism is actually you know on the planet, or at least I, some semblance you know, of it's it. It's not even like it's the only country. If Cuba you know doesn't work for you, there's there's other there's Venezuela, there's Venezuela. You know, yeah. I mean, there's other there's other places. Well, I mean, don't you think it's more important to teach people and establish communism here in America? No, I think communism is a terrible idea, but I will bring you back and we can talk about it here uh, in moments. In fact, I'm curious. Now you made me curious as to what it costs to fly to Venezuela as well. (laughs) Is it easy to immigrate to those countries? I don't know. That's a great question, Bonnie. Usually it's not easy to immigrate anywhere, but, you know, why wouldn't they want a new commie to come in? You'd think that they want to open the the doors for Sarah. She's not trying to get out. We're coming up. Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. It's Free Talk Live. Phone number here if you want to join us on this live Christmas Eve edition, 603-283-6160. Phones are open as always, 603-283-6160. Here tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Chris. And I want to say thanks to Nathan, who is one of our amps. Nathan is joined over at amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Stands for Advertise, Market, Promote, and Support. It's a way for you to help us get the ideas of liberty on more radio stations all around the United States. 
and the world. Uh, we don't have any radio stations elsewhere in the world, but it, <laughs> but we do want to get people on the internet to find us. And so the AMPS program helps us with that. You get some cool perks too. It's over on Patreon. Just go to amps.freetalklive.com. And Nathan did a silver level, which means he's helping us for about five bucks a month. So thank you for that. Definitely appreciate it. We're going to go back to Kami Sarah. She's on the line with us here, and she is lauding the Cuban state for its communism, although she admitted that she hasn't really paid attention in the last two and a half decades because, well, she doesn't have the internet where she lives because she, I guess, chooses not to. And uh, so, therefore, the last you heard was from a friend of yours who visited Cuba apparently more than two decades ago, and there's been a lot of changes in Cuba in the last two decades. Now, by no means is it a free market or, or, you know, in any way a free place, but it has had a lessening of restrictions recently. That said, I'm just talking about, like, from a business perspective, there certainly are severe restrictions on uh, the freedom of speech. Now, as a communist, Sarah, you must be against the freedom of speech, correct? You know, that's not my they they that's a propaganda. It's more of the economic the communist Oh society. no 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 <laughs> no 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 that's oh, beside no, the no. point. They talk about freedom. It's got nothing to do with freedom. It's it's about economic policy. Oh no, my dear billionaires and capitalists. Sarah, no, that is not what it is all about. You have to understand in yes, order it is. to yeah, if, it's a propaganda No, in order to have propaganda you have to stop other people from propagandizing with counter information, with information that could open people's minds to other ideas like the free market. You can't stand to have a market of ideas. You can't stand to allow people to have open conversations in a complete command and control communist society. And I just want you to listen because I know that you I know that you are completely ignorant to what's been going on in, in Cuba. Did you hear about the protests this summer? No, I never heard about that. Okay, let me inform you. All right. Now, what happened was there were protests going on this summer that were, let's call them pro-democracy uh, protests. People that wanted to have a a say in the government administration over their lives. And there were some, some pretty serious numbers of people uh, went out into the streets. I don't know if you guys remember the, this story from uh, yeah. from over the summer. It, it made some headlines here in the U.S. and. Uh, the the Biden administration kind of took a cautious, if I recall, tone oh, yeah. in support of the the demonstrators. But there were supposed to come out again last month in November. There was a there were plans to to you know hit the streets again. And I just want to inform Sarah as to what actually happened in the uh, the most recent event. So here's the story. I've actually been holding on to this for a few weeks just one of the the myriad of stories we just never got around to getting to but I, I remembered oh yeah we can talk about cuba so cuban authorities according to theguardian.com have snuffed out protests planned by activists to call for nationwide demonstrations for democracy and for more freedom of expression after being caught off guard by unprecedented protests in the summer the government acted in advance to ban the demonstrations planned for monday ran a media campaign arguing that it was a U.S. attempt at regime change and placed protest leaders under house arrest. So they literally went around and preemptively arrested people who they thought were involved in organizing a protest. Adel Perez, age 35, television actor arrested in July, was prevented from leaving his house by two plainclothes security agents 
from the state. He said, I feel impotent and angry. They are violating my constitutional rights, he said. Cubans posted videos of arrests on Facebook. So this is one thing that has loosened up in Cuba in the last decade or so. They have phones. They actually have the internet now. They actually have Mm. phones now. So unlike North Korea, where you can't get anything out unless you smuggle it out, these people can actually stream video so i i uh i know it's super expensive though relative to what people make in cuba so i don't know that most i don't think most people have have the cell phones still i don't know if it's most people but it's enough of them some some people do it's enough of them to make it so you can actually get videos of police beating people and police arresting people people who have outside income coming in probably that's what it takes so they've got that uh videos of arrests have been posted to facebook while activists who dared to go outside were driven away in police cars and others were bundled into vans quote acts of repudiation unquote in which government supporters shout revolutionary slogans at the alleged counter-revolutionaries were reported outside many protest organizers homes in havana where plain clothes state security officers were out in force a tense calm prevailed Though schools finally reopened after a long lockdown, many parents opted to keep their children at home. One 22-year-old university student, who didn't give his name for fear of retaliation, trekked across the Capitol looking for a protest to join. He said, nothing's happening. He says, I feel satisfied for having done this, but I'm also sad about how scared people are. So it's really just a tragic story about how there were supposed to be mass protests, but the state is so effective at crushing it there. They stopped it from happening. I think what Sarah was trying to say was that communism itself is just an economic policy. But what she doesn't understand is it can't be seen through without also, you know, total control, total control and Mm -hmm. tyranny. I want to bring Sarah back on. Having heard what we've said so far, Sarah, what are your thoughts on it? Oh, yeah, I'm I'm on now. I I was talking the whole time. But you know what? They suppress um, anti-government protesters and or any of uh, communists that were uh, against the government here, the Rosenbergs, they executed them in the 1950s. There was a large communist party here, but if they're anti-capitalist, they would round them up. I didn't ask you what you thought about the U.S. government. Okay, I'm going to agree with you. The U.S. government is evil. Okay, so let's take them off the table, and let's talk about the actual communist government in Cuba repressing protests. You support this, right? You support arresting protesters. You support... All of these actions by the communist government. If they're government. capitalists, of course. My whole point is, you say that there's freedom of speech and there's liberty and democracy. They oppress protesters and beat them up, arrest them for any kind of uh, climate control. We understand post- that, we, Sarah. We, I think we agree on you with and you on that. We agree with you that You're in the United that States, protesters are being oppressed here. I agree with you. Right. Now, let's talk about right. Cuba, which is the reason you called the show tonight. And we just shared information with you about what's going on in Cuba within the last four weeks. Now, I'd like to know what you think about it. I don't see much of a difference. That is my whole point. (laughs) So-called democracy and communism, there's not much of a difference if they're anti-whoever's in power. So are you in favor of what the Cuban communist state is doing to protesters? No, I I am I am not in favor of that. You know, but they're allowed to protest, but they're not any better. That's what the Chinese and the Russians have always said. Now she's starting to understand that there's not true free markets here either, or freedom here either. She's always calling the United States government capitalist and. 
So, so, right. I, so, so it's not about that. It's about economic policies. Sarah, then capitalism. I'd like to know. I'd like to yeah. know something. Okay. So let's say you know communism was implemented in the United States. What would you do? Well, the whole thing is that we already have communism. It was when in the 19th, we have pension. That's being eroded. That's gone. We have social security. That's going to be gone. I'm explaining to the audience that these are communism. When we have to support the Russians and the Ukraine, don't go and get killed. Hold on. Are you saying social security is failing? Well, they promised that it's going to disappear and our pension is gone in the stock market. So you're saying the communist program of social security (laughs) has failed and is failing and is going to disappear. What I'm saying is that we have to support the Russians and support the Ukraine because, you know, how would we support the Russians and Ukraine? She (laughs) said before that she doesn't care if people die in Ukraine because Russia takes over. It's sick. And she also said in a previous call that she supports arresting the opposition. Arresting capitalists. I think she's saying Uh, one thing and she would support another thing. I still want to know what she's going to do with this workers' paradise considering she doesn't work. Yeah, she's not going to do anything differently. She's going to sit at home and do nothing. (laughs) Thanks for the call, Sarah. More coming up. Free Talk Live, live show here on Christmas Eve. Phones open as always. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the commies in Cuba cracking down on protests and actually stopping them successfully. It was supposed to be a massive day of protests that was going to happen last month and... It never even got off the ground. They went around and literally arrested as many of the potential protesters as they could. The people who they considered the leaders, leaders uh, would be sort of preemptory kind of strikes against the protests, and they basically shut it down. It's really sad that people who weren't, you know, the leaders didn't just go out anyway. But yeah. they were scared, I'm it sure. It is sad. And, and the, the state gang is scary. Mm. And they rule through violence. And Sarah... If she's right about one thing, it is that the U.S. government isn't that much different yeah. from the Cuban government. Now, the U.S. government has to have, you know, they got a few more tricks up their sleeve. They have to kind of play like they support freedom of speech. So they do things like, oh, well, we'll trump up a false charge against you like they did with yep. our friend Footloose and a bunch of other friends for quote unquote picketing. So they pass an illegal ordinance that bans picketing as far as you know holding a sign or something out in front of the governor's house but oh no it's not just for the governor's house it's for the whole town of whatever the hell town it is that he lives in new fields new fields thank you in uh, in new hampshire and then they hand out these tickets to people well you know what happens is they're told as part of their bail conditions you cannot go back to whatever the hell uh, location it was I've, it's been a while since i've been there uh to the governor's address i used to know it by um by recollection yeah. but anyway you can't go back to the governor's house until this whole thing's dealt with right so now you're on bail for most of a year the, the guys that were were arrested for picketing that happened like a literally a year ago it was mm. i think december 28th it's hemlock court I Hemlock. Know that. thank you yeah 71 
Seventy one yeah, Hemlock Court. It was court. before you got arrested. And, it was months uh, before. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it was like uh, January, December. No, it was literally the end of December. Oh. I re- I remember because I you know I worked on the video. Um, I d- I wasn't there for it, but right. Uh, because we were on the air at the time. It was yep, a candle. Yep. It was going to be a candlelight vigil. And the reason I'm bringing this up right now uh, is because first of all, it ties into the the Cuba discussion. But secondly, I literally just got a text message from Footloose uh, during during the break saying that he was found not guilty. He was found not guilty on both counts of so-called picketing. So Footloose is one of the loudest protesters out there. And you know that if he was found not guilty, he's one of the more in your face. He's going to talk back to the cops. He's well, he's just up. a loudspeaker in general yeah, and in every situation. So, you know, if he was found not guilty, I'm going to go ahead and bet that the other nine people or the other eight of the nine people that were also ticketed also have been found not guilty, which includes some other listeners of this show, like Bill Domenico out of Manchester uh, and Will Kelly, uh, who are great you know, liberty activists up here. I think the one guy who hasn't gone to trial yet was the guy who was the reporter. The reporter. And he was going to go to trial earlier this month, but he actually asked for a continuance. And that trial's now been kicked out to May. Interesting. But everybody else on the picketing charges has gone to trial. But the point I'm making here is the U.S. government gang... They've got to they've got to play like oh yeah freedom of speech so they can't really get away with just making a like raiding somebody's house and saying we heard you were going to have a protest you're under arrest that's yeah. what they're doing in Cuba so they cook they cook up some sort of poppycock law like this uh you know this anti picketing thing and then they snap you up on something they know is going to get overturned they know it's illegal the uh, argument that the attorney made the defense attorney who's a free stater Seth Hipple he made for some of these people he wasn't all of their attorneys but he was most of their attorneys in this case and he found that the actual language of the ordinance that they passed in newfields new hampshire was identical to language of other similar picketing ordinances that in the past in like decades past have been overturned as unconstitutional yeah, it was so pretty funny they literally passed word for word an unconstitutional ordinance and the crazy thing about it is even if it was constitutional at the u.s level that doesn't make it legal in new hampshire that's true um, as well so new hampshire's constitution tends to be right. stronger. new hampshire doesn't have at the state level a law that authorizes them to pass such an ordinance at the local level as far as we know but that doesn't mean that they can't get away with it right yeah, so that's they, true. they passed it even though it was illegal and these people still had to spend money on lawyers and, lawyers yep. and, and defending time. themselves yep. in yep. time yep. and you know having that axe hanging over their head of bail conditions and, and the crazy thing is the the penalty was 100 bucks if i'm not mistaken for violating the ordinance Sounds right but yeah. in order to win and i put i put winning quotes here you have to spend two thousand dollars or more on a lawyer to fight your case in order to fight a hundred dollar fine yeah now i don't know if hipple did this one uh, gratis or not i'm not sure on in this particular case but well normally you would yeah, let's yeah, put it normally. that way uh but let's go to your phone calls and thoughts we can talk more about what happened in cuba uh ukraine 79 is on the line in michigan you're on free talk live hello hey folks hey. what's happening well it's christmas eve and here you are go ahead hey merry christmas guys Thanks. chris bonnie ian uh love you guys listen to you almost every night mostly on podcasts unfortunately i have a weird schedule but just wanted to say merry christmas Enjoy. Thanks for everything you guys do. That's it. Thanks, Ukraine. Uh, Merry Christmas. Def- yeah, definitely appreciate it. And uh, did you get the BitBox yet? I'm just curious. You were our, our first BitBox winner. I was. Yeah, I mostly hold BCH and XMR right now. Okay. So I have only been able to use like the 2FA feature on it. That's about it right now. 
Got it. But you did get the uh, the unit, so it's good to know. Yes, sir. All right, yeah, cool. Thank you. I think it was Aria. All right. Right on. Thanks, Ukraine 79. I appreciate it. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. So talking about the Cuba crackdown on these protests, that they were so effective, the communist government crackdown, that the protests never even materialized last month. Uh Having avoided the spectacle of mass protests, the government will feel it won this round. This story from TheGuardian.com. The Biden administration, it hopes, will now conclude that the July protests were a blip, that the regime is stable, and that sanctions ought to be eased. Biden's administration has so far left all the Trump-era sanctions in place. These powerful sanctions coupled with COVID have halved foreign currency inflows over the last two years, leading to shortages of basic goods and fomenting discontent. But the desire of young Cubans for greater freedoms will not disappear. The university student who they interviewed for the story said, quote, there will now be other attempts to march and more repression, he says. So that's uh, the story from The Guardian. And, you know, it's just a, a tragic story here. The, the people of Cuba are definitely highly repressed. And Sarah believes that this is not part and parcel of communism. I'm she sorry. She thinks it's all due to the sanctions on the u.s which is horrible it's so stupid that the united states is you know punishes other countries by not letting them trade with us we should right. be allowed to trade yeah. with whoever we want to it's 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 yeah and this is always this is this has always annoyed me like even with north korea like it's like it's a terrible you know it's a terrible dictatorship but at the same time it's like you it, it, they should be able to trade with whoever it's not they the want, people's you know? fault right right but Those people are victims of the dictatorship right. i would still say that Sarah is wrong in thinking that, oh, communism in Cuba would work if it wasn't for the sanctions. Yeah, well, that's, that's stupid. That's what they always mm. say, whether it's Venezuela, whether it's North Korea, you name it. It's the official position of the dictators, right? Because whenever you ask, whenever the dictators are asked, why are things so bad here? They always point to the U.S. sanctions. And, and if you did more reason not to have sanctions, right? If you didn't have the sanctions, then they wouldn't be able to point to that. They'd have to yep. cook up some other uh, malarkey. Yeah, and I, I, I don't, and I don't know entirely all the details, but like we had a very large percentage of the world under communism, right? Like there, you, it, it's a very poor argument in that if communism worked, why, why? And I understand communism isn't you know, as significant today as it was. So there's fewer people to trade with theoretically, but there was at one point a good percentage of the world that was communist. And if that was the case, that why did communism fail? It, it clearly failed because it doesn't work regardless of whether or not there's sanctions by Western countries. Well, the communist advocate would likely say that it failed because they didn't do it right. So you just got to get the right communists to uh, set up the perfect communist system. And then it won't be corrupt, and then it won't have you know t- repression issues, and it'll be a workers' paradise. <laughs> but what happens with, as you were pointing out, I think during the break, what happens with the people who won't work? Well, Gulag. it's yeah, and that's the thing. People are under the impression that communism is like a welfare paradise. It's not. It's mm-hmm. it's 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 a workers. I mean, it, the idea is it's a workers' paradise. It doesn't work for the workers either. But um, you know, if you don't work, I, I believe they send you to the gulag. So you know, and there you will die. Right. Exactly. Work. So so Sarah, if you don't want to be imprisoned, um, you better find a job. The number, if you want to join us here, is 603-283-6160. Whether you want to comment on the situation in Cuba, uh, there's also another story that we're going to get to here. We're talking about international news. Bonnie, you've got a story about something called slaughter bots. 
And there's been some controversy over these things. I want to find out what that means, number one. And we'll get into the story coming up here in the third hour of the Christmas Eve edition of Free Talk Live. The number for you if you want to join us here, 603-283-6160. What is a slaughter pot? And what do they want to do with them? There's more coming up. You can share your thoughts. Plus, a quote from nobody is on the way here tonight. And maybe we'll talk about the new Matrix movie if we get a chance. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. From wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the third hour of this live Christmas Eve edition of the show. You can bring up anything that you want. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And with you tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Chris. We're going to get into more of your calls and thoughts. Then coming up, Bonnie's got a story about slaughter bots. We'll find out what those are. But first... We're going to start this hour out with a uh, quote from our friend Nobody, who sadly is prohibited from being on the radio with us under some incredibly repressive bail conditions in the Crypto 6 case, which has been brought against uh, multiple hosts of the show, including me and Aria and Nobody. You can go to thecrypto6.com to learn more about what happened to us in a massive, coordinated FBI multi-agency raid on the Free Talk Live studios and multiple homes of hosts and other great folks here in New Hampshire that we care about a lot and who never harmed another human being. Uh, but uh, you want to learn more, go to thecrypto6.com. Bonnie, you've been digging up old nobody quotes here from various different sources. And so since our listeners cannot actually have nobody on the air with us, uh, we figured we could bring back a little bit of uh, nobody wisdom. <laughs> and here is one of the quotes you found recently. Quote, I moved to New Hampshire because the other 49 states are lost causes. Pretty much. I see you nodding over there, Chris. You agree? Absolutely. Uh, You left New Jersey. (laughs) I left Florida. Bonnie, you left Texas. And I never looked back. You know? Yeah. You know, it's it's interesting. It's like even if... Uh, you know, that wasn't true. It's still like, and, and I mean, if it wasn't true that the other 49 are lost causes. Yeah. Right. Let's say even let's say 100 percent were lost causes. Mm-hmm. Right. It doesn't matter. Sometimes just being amongst other like minded people has its own value. Right. Yeah. yeah it definitely um, does. And if you ever hope to achieve anything, you've got to begin to overcome the fact that, you know, you doing the same old thing doesn't work. Um, and if you can come together at a certain point, 
um, you may be able to change things, but you can't keep doing the same old thing. So, yeah, it's really tough when I see people in that same rut of constantly trying to run for election in whatever state as a libertarian, getting one to two percent, waiting four years and then trying all over again and having no progress whatsoever, no media attention, no impact, no one cares, and yet still believing that they're right on the cusp of changing. (laughs) It's so annoying to me when I see people who have never lived in Texas or been there. Um, They're from somewhere else that's, you know, more left-leaning and awful, like, I don't know, Canada. Mm -hmm. And they're saying, I just want to get to Texas where I can finally be free. It's so annoying. I feel the same way about people talking about Florida. It's like, have you ever lived there? Have you ever been there even? No. And it's like, and of course the answer is usually no. They've just heard rumors. And it's like... Well, I know people who actually, I know a bunch of people who came from Florida. They left Florida for a reason. Yeah. Um, A a lot of these people really should go to Florida and Texas, though, because they're conservatives. They're not actually, Mm -hmm. you know, they're not liberty-loving people. They don't care about freedom. They've just heard that Florida and Texas are not like California and New York. And it's true. There are some pretty significant differences there. And if you're a conservative in New York or California, you should move to Florida or Texas. You should. Absolutely. They're going to be better places for you. Texas, of course, is known as uh, (laughs) a very unfree place as far as personal freedoms. It is number 49 right now. But that's fine if you're a conservative who believes that uh, the government should round up women who have abortions and go to Texas. That's That's the place for you. That's the kind of funny thing is like, I think I think a better way to phrase that is. It'll be more in line with your beliefs, not necessarily in your interests. <laughs> Just to be clear on that one. Well, <laughs> if, your, interest, that's if your interests are controlling other people's personal freedoms, then Texas is but, the place for you. I mean, presumably most people, they're the ones who are going to be controlled, not the, doing the controlling, if, if that makes any sense. Right. Because most people aren't politicians right most yeah, people the, who move are going some to be of them like, getting control right they're not the ones who are yeah. doing the controlling but they still like the idea of other people being controlled they don't want to smoke them. weed or have abortions yeah, they, they want to live those where it's illegal in, they want to put those people sure, in prison right. cells and they get off when they hear about those people being punished yep. they that's the life they want to live texas is the place for those people so like it makes sense what's happening right now. I, I support the people who want to move to Florida and Texas. I do, there. I do too. Unless you're a libertarian. I, I just now, don't if you're an actual, think it's in their interest so necessarily. Well, if but. you're a libertarian, it is not. If you're a libertarian, if you're a voluntarist, if you're a liberty-loving anarchist and you're moving to Florida or Texas, you're making a huge mistake. Oh, yeah. And it just tell, to me, that tells me that you are someone who has done zero research. I mean, you moved from Florida, right? I did. Yeah. yeah. So, I yeah. mean, you're, you're a perfect person to ask, right? Like, Yeah, it's a police state. Yeah. It's and, and it's worse now than it's ever been. And I haven't I haven't lived there in 15 years and it was bad when I left. Uh, so let's go to your calls and thoughts, though. You can bring up whatever you want. Let's talk to Hal. He's actually calling us from Texas. Hal, you're on Free Talk Live. Hey, guys. Yeah, yeah you're picking on picking on Texas. It's well deserved, I suppose. The uh, yeah, better than Cuba. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm from Texas. It makes you feel better. It's better than Cuba. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I haven't haven't been to Cuba. You know, the closest I've been to Cuba is like the the Bond film, uh, you know, uh, live another or live uh, uh, die another day or something. Hmm, Okay. Not ready to die or something? I haven't seen it. Yeah, he he goes to to a a secret uh, medical facility there where they're doing some, some, some terrible things to this. North Korean, they're adjusting his genetic makeup. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, God. 
Was that what you were anyway, calling about? Was it an old Bond movie, or did you have something else to say? Uh, no, that I think it's like it's like these communists that they they're criminals, and they, and the whole idea. See, I was I was uh, in the Iron Rand when I grew up uh, as a young person. I grew up uh, reading Iron Rand and and uh, and come to understand they're, they're criminals, and they it basically what it is communism. It's, it's like, oh, you want us to, you want us to give everything equal to every. You you think that that's a reasonable thing? You want me to hand out everything equally? And it's like it's so absurd. It's it's uh, only a criminal would believe it. Yeah, well, I don't know if it's just a criminal who would believe it. I, I generally don't assign Sarah, our earlier caller, criminality. I, I think that she's just lazy. And so lazy people definitely want to believe that. Because, Maybe he means only a criminal would try to organize it. Well, yeah. I mean, you have to be a criminal because you have to be willing to use violence to uh, to force people to do that. Because people are, are generally not going to voluntarily give up everything that they've chosen to earn over the years. We so, love liberty. So, we love liberty. Yeah. Well, so a bunch of freeloaders like Sarah uh, can can live for free. <laughs> Hal, anything else you want to share about it? No, I appreciate you Thanks, guys. man. I appreciate you being out there. Thanks for the call. Uh, Merry Christmas, by the way. 603-283-6160 is the number here. That's 603-283-6160. Uh, uh, Bonnie, you had a story tonight. It's about something called slaughter bots. And this, is to me, is a new term. What is a slaughter bot? A slaughter bot? It's going to get into it, but it's a soldier but it's a robot, so there's no human that dies if it gets shot, and mm. it can go after other targets, you know, humans from another country or now, whatever. Are, are, is it any robot that uh, that works for the government is considered a slaughterbot? I don't know. Or, like, would a drone be a, ro- a slaughterbot? I'm not sure, but yeah, we can or, get into Or like it. the robot dogs, you know, those slaughterbots? It probably would be a slaughterbot. I would think I would think like anything you know that's hitting somebody remotely would be a slaughterbot mm. because it's I mean what, what's the definition of it otherwise slaughterbots are weapons that select and apply force to targets without human intervention so it sounds like a drone to oh, me oh so not even controlled by humans oh so the AI there's an AI component that's required mm. instead they make their decisions with artificial intelligence software Ooh, okay. which is essentially a series of algorithms that's creepy I mean so, it's even worse right. The, to have a robot that doesn't even have someone pressing a button. There's not even a, a decision maker besides whoever the original programmer was. Well, tell me more. Where's worse because algorithms are usually fa- or flawed. Well, they're programmed by humans. This is from CNBC. UN talks to ban slaughterbots collapsed. Here's why that matters. A UN conference failed to agree on banning the use and development of so-called slaughterbots at a meeting in Geneva last week, raising alarm bells among experts in artificial intelligence, military strategy, disarmament, and humanitarian law. Well, there's a shocker, and we'll get deeper into your story coming up here in a moment. Wow, shocking. The governments of the world decided, no, we need to keep this concept. We need the, we're going to need these things in the future so we can just, you know, wholesale murder people, repress, uh, hold, hold down protesters, you know, etc. Yeah. We're coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Phones open here on this Christmas Eve edition of the program. The number, if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. We're here throughout the holidays, by the way. So if you're looking for something to do on Christmas Day, we'll be here for you. 
Uh, so don't forget to join us. New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, we're here all throughout every single day, 7 to 10 at night Eastern Time. You can always join us here on Free Talk Live. You can also uh, join the chat rooms or chat server, I guess I should say, our Matrix chat server over at chat.freetalklive.com. Doesn't have anything to do with the Matrix movie. It's a completely different thing. <laughs> uh, but if we get a chance, we will talk about the movie tonight. Jo- uh, Bonnie and I, we went and saw it earlier today. And uh, so head over to Matrix, or sorry, go to chat.freetalklive.com. That'll take you through the steps that you need to. There's a few sign up steps that are involved in, in getting started over there. But uh, multiple chat rooms, you can encrypt, you can create your own rooms if you want to, encrypted or not encrypted, public or private. It's up to you. You get to decide over at chat.freetalklive.com. We're going to go back to your phone calls and thoughts. And then Bonnie's going to tell us more about slaughter bots, what they are, and why. The governments of the world want to make sure they have them. Yeah, they don't want to ban those things. We'll tell you about it coming up here. But first, Joe is in Maryland listening via the TuneIn app. Go ahead, Joe. Hey, how you doing, everybody? Merry Christmas. Same to you. Thank you. Yeah, I just called to say, uh, you know, I appreciate you guys being on air, having a new show, you know, every day and everything like that, because I'm kind of like bedridden after an operation. Oof. And uh, I really, you know, I can't go out and stuff like that. So I appreciate you guys intellectually, you know, very stimulating. Cool, man. I appreciate you being out there. And, you know, it's like whenever we hear from people that are bedridden or in a jail cell or something like that, it does. Uh, it is a nice thing to know that we're we're keeping people out there entertained. And uh, I appreciate you listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, well, you guys are uh, also my prayers to Crypto 6. Tell uh, Mr. Nobody, uh, we liked him the best on there, my girlfriend. Uh-huh. He's in our prayers, too, so that you guys get out. Well, I'm sure Bonnie will do that. I, unfortunately, am prohibited from speaking to, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, to nobody. Right. But I've, bon- told him, I've told him his fans miss him. Okay, oh, yeah, good. For sure. Oh, good. yeah. yeah. Hey, you guys are my prayers, too. And, Bonnie, you were uh, treated abusively, too, by the FBI, weren't you? Yeah. That's okay. Yeah, so. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, You're too saying, forgiving, Bonnie. That's a little, Bonnie. Le- <laughs> that's a little uh, lesson for Sarah. Uh the communists would have came in and wiped you out because you were talking against the government and stuff like that. That's true. So yeah. she ought to know about that. You know, she ought to go to the library, read the Communist Manifesto, Machiavelli's The uh, Prince. Oh, and yeah, but she would bl- she would buy all of it. I mean, she's she <laughs> supports that stuff. Yeah, I know, but uh, it's all a lie and everything like that. Because, like in Machiavelli, Prince. They, you know, tell how they killed everybody and stuff like that. And what uh, she should do is read the Gulag Archipelago. That one I got. Somebody sent me that in jail, and it's by oh, Alexander really? Solzhenitsyn, and it's absolutely harrowing and just absolutely shocking and just terrifying. Tell her, tell her to look up what happened to Trotsky in Mexico. All right, I, I'm not familiar the, with that story. Uh, what happened? Leaders of uh, with Stalin and Lenin. Yeah, what happened to him? They buried an axe in the back of his head. Who did? You know what? The, this is what the communists did. They took his uh, picture out of uh, every uh, paper and everything, praising him, took all the statues down about him. That's what right. the communists do. They wipe memory out from you, and then they kill you. Yeah, they were actually—I forget where I saw this— um... 
I don't remember if it was in uh, the Gulag Archipelago or somewhere else, but like old communist photos, they would go in and airbrush people oh, out of right. them. Right, like, right, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like before the days of Photoshop, they had airbrush artists, and they would yep. take an old yeah. photograph uh, which had some you know communist executives or you know high-ranking people who ended up getting executed by the Communist Party for one reason or another, and then they would go back and like you know straight out of 1984, revising the memory hole going you know or revising the uh, the press or whatever of the time and ch- literally changing photographs to remove the existence of those people and then republishing them yeah oh uh sarah listen to this uh who was it shakaveri was uh a doctor from venezuela he was uh castro's right hand man when he said castro wasn't doing communism right he sent shakaveri down i think to bolivia in south america with eight troops and said, okay, take over the country for communism. Naturally, with the eight troops, he was uh, allegedly wiped out and stuff. People say, yeah, Shekhar is still alive. He's still fighting. But I believe he was wiped out. And that's mm-hmm. what, uh, what's his name, uh, Castro did. He set up his own best friend there. Yeah, uh, there there's some sick people. You should relay that to her when she calls. She just won't believe it. Anything bad you say about communism, Sarah says, that's just propaganda. Propaganda, (laughs) It's like a Christian who, if you tell them about any um, contradiction in the Bible, they say, oh, that's that's not true. Joe, good call, man. Thank you for the kind words, and we appreciate you listening out there. I appreciate it. Thank you, Joe. Merry Christmas, uh, brother. I'll call you up tomorrow and give you a little story about... uh, Toshi All right, we're looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the call tonight. Toshi Nakamoto. The, the number here is 603-283-6160. You can bring up anything you want. Let's talk about these slaughter bots, Bonnie. There's been some UN discussions about them. They're unmanned policing military robots that can kill, presumably. And they uh, they were talking about banning them, and now that's off the table because, well, I mean, what government of the world would actually want to ban something that could oppress people? I really want to know how they're supposed to distinguish. Uh, so there's like rules of war, right? And mm-hmm. you're not supposed to kill civilians. I want to know how they're detecting whether somebody's a civilian or mm. an enemy combatant. So yeah, to speak. with an AI, right? Algorithm. Because otherwise, otherwise, it's kind of mm-hmm. like the nuke. You're you're just killing everybody. Yeah, good question. Well, there was a UN conference that failed to agree on banning the use of the slaughterbots in Geneva. Uh, last week, and it was raising alarm bells among experts in artificial intelligence, military strategy, disarmament, and human humanitarian law. Slaughterbots are weapons that select and apply force to targets without human intervention. Instead, they make their decisions with artificial intelligence softwares, which is essentially a series of algorithms. For the first time ever this year... The so they could be using facial recognition as mm, a policing maybe. bot, for instance, to say, oh, well, we've identified this person. They need to be arrested or terminated. <laughs> it seems like there would end up being a lot of collateral damage um, as, oh, a, yeah. as, a, as a use uh, or as a result of use. Of, now, not that there isn't already. I mean, they, you have no problem, you know, blowing up whole wedding parties because there's a terrorist supposedly in the group. Right. And then it turns out there isn't. But And those are humans know, who something. decide. The human right. beings decide right. to blow exactly. up wed- wedding exactly. parties. Now we're just going to have computers make decisions. Says for the first time ever this year, the bulk of the 125 nations that belong to the United Nations Convention on Certain Conventional Weapons said they wanted new laws to be introduced on killer robots. However, some countries that are developing these weapons, including the U.S. and Russia, were in opposition, making a unilateral Hmm. agreement impossible. The U.K. and several other nations also objected. Huh. So... 
apparently the worst, biggest countries want to have slaughter bots. Yeah. And the smaller countries say, no, 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 you guys shouldn't have slaughter bots because so, you might use them against us. The reason, right. And the reason is because they have the, the they have this economic kind of advantage, you know, these larger countries and right. the little countries can't handle, you know, don't have that. So this is going to give them not just an economic advantage, but it's now going to give them a military advantage. Right. Because yeah. they, don't, they don't even have to use human bodies anymore. Right. They can just send in the, the military robot troops. Bonnie, you got more of the story coming up here. We'll share it with you. 603-283-6160. Yeah, this isn't scary or anything like that as far as the future of robot overlords no not scary at all more coming up here free talk live free talk live live episode here on christmas eve you can join us at 603-283-6160 at 603-283-6160 slaughter bots these are apparently different from drones in that a drone ostensibly has a human controller. Somebody behind a joypad or whatever, computer keyboard or however it is they control these things, joystick, uh, to, you know, driving a death machine and dropping bombs on you know, a lot of innocent people in a lot of cases. Uh, but now they're talking about actually unmanned, not aerial vehicles per se, or though perhaps they could be, we're talking about maybe humanoid robots or those dog robot things that you might have seen videos of in recent years of just insane, you know, doing jumps and flips and all kinds of, uh, you know, ability to move and balance themselves. You can't knock them down easily, for instance. There's a really crazy amount of development that's been going on on these robots, at least on the on the front of making them agile. But, but oh yeah. slaughter bots, they're not manned by a human in real time. They right. go off an algorithm. Correct. Uh, so that's so we've seen them doing, you know, their agility tests and everything. But what about the actual programming behind these robots that supposedly is going to allow them to just simply exist and go out there and do things, presumably crushing heads, uh, killing innocent people and, you know, uh, murder, you know, the things that states tend to do. Now they will be able to have robots doing them. It's the Matrix coming to real life. And if the ro- and here's the other thing. We already know that like government police are almost never held responsible for their actions, right? Like it's very rare. I know Bonnie, you've had a story for a few days we haven't talked about where a government police officer actually was found guilty oh, that's right. of uh manslaughter or something like yeah, that. Yeah, manslaughter, two yeah. counts. The question is uh, will it stay guilty will he say will he con- will it went on appeal or yeah. something of that nature will it continue to be but that almost never happens right it yeah. almost never happens that a government police officer is ever found even charged for something let alone yeah. found guilty so like this is like so rare that this thing happens but if it's a robot that does it then no oh, we couldn't have helped it happens we couldn't Who? have helped this there's yeah. no one to blame oh it was just a bug in the code are they going to put the programmer behind bars no of course not the programmer's not going to be held responsible for they probably wouldn't be able to identify who was editing that particular part of code <laughs> so if a government slaughter bot as they're being called goes and slaughters someone who is innocent then there's zero chance that there's ever going to be someone held responsible i mean I mean, already nobody is held responsible if they do a drone strike and kill a family or whatever. 
Well, yeah, because that's happening over in overseas and it's quote unquote war. But I'm talking about here in the United States, right? Mm-hmm. Like if, if one of these slaughter bots is a on the streets police robot or something like that, and it kills an innocent, clearly innocent person and, in, you know, where there's not even a question of the circumstance. Well, then they'll just say, oh, no, robot number 07145. We're going to we're just going to send him back in for service. He obviously needs some service. So we'll send him in. We'll get him fixed and he'll be back out on the streets and everything will be fine. We're sorry about the dead body over yeah, here. I can just see it now. It's going to be a recall <laughs> like a total recall. No, just they're going to recall that particular unit and then do the repair. Or, Sorry, it, was or, a, it was a movie reference. Yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> um, yeah, they'll do a minor repair or not even really repair yeah. it. They'll just send it back out on the street right. later. You know. And you won't know. New service number. Yeah. No one will be held responsible. I'm sorry. So, Bonnie, what else do we need to know about these slaughter bots? Apparently, well, the U.S. government, the R- Russian government, the U.K. government, they are advocating that they must have this technology. So the U.N. held a conference where they were going to discuss banning them for our international, like, I guess just for wars. It didn't say banning a country from using them on their own people. And mm. we haven't even touched on that. But here's a quote from... Amelia Javorsky, a physician scientist who leads the Future of Life Institute's advocacy program on autonomous weapons. We would like to have seen everyone get behind that uh, banning slaughterbots. Mm-hmm. All it takes is one, she added. The conference concluded Friday with the group pledging to intensify discussions and consider possible steps that are acceptable to all. An epic failure. <laughs> the fact that the CCW... What does that stand for? The Convention on Certain Conventional Weapons. Hmm. The fact that the CCW failed to agree on anything concrete last week was hailed as an epic failure by Javorsky. It is now blatantly clear from this forum whose unanimity requirement makes it easily derailed by any state with a vested interest. That's what she meant by it only takes one. So Hmm. one person says, we don't agree. It doesn't go forward. Yep, That's a dumb system. Well, it's actually a pretty good system when it comes to, you know, you get 100% agreement before something happens. Unfortunately, in this case, <laughs> it's the thing that you want to happen is to prevent more you know, mass killing. So, depends. In certain circumstances, 100%. Like, it would be great if uh, the government gang needed 100% agreement to pass some law to, pro, you know, oh, make a prohibition or something that, like that. That would be great. You know, but in this case, it's the reverse. It's true. Well, she's saying that this forum, because of that unanimity law is utterly incapable of taking seriously let alone meaningfully addressing the urgent threats posed by emerging technologies such as artificial intelligence Mm -hmm. veridity Coyle, a senior advisor at amnesty international said in a statement that the window of opportunity to regulate killer robots grows ever smaller as research and testing of these weapons presses forward The CCW has once again demonstrated its inability to make meaningful progress. It's now time... Shocking. The UN? (laughs) Government? (laughs) Not making progress? Government being efficient and making progress? I've never heard of that. Mm -hmm. She said it's now time that committed states take the lead on an external process that can deliver the type of breakthrough we've previously seen on landmines and cluster munitions. Killer robots are already in use. Despite so what, she's saying they've prohibited landmines? Is that is I guess that they've, they've yeah. made progress on it. Killer robots are already in use. Despite what some people may think, slaughterbots are already being used on the battlefield today. Wow. In Libya, cargo drones made by Turkey's STM have 
been used in the nation's civil war, according to... So, yeah, on their own citizens, hmm. supposedly. Well, cargo drones uh, don't sound like they're dropping bombs. Cargo. K-A-R-G-U. Oh, that's the brand name. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I thought you said cargo. They've been used in the nation's civil war, according to a UN report published in March. These cargo drones are small portable rotary wing attack drones that provide precision strike capabilities for grounded troops, according to STM's website. Wow. The cargo drones were used in Libya to hunt down retreating soldiers, according to the UN report. And they're automated, supposedly. That's creepy stuff. Because, I mean, this is... You've talked before, Chris, about uh, artificial intelligence. And yeah. It just isn't there yet, right? Like, mm, you don't no, buy but it. you don't necessarily need a real AI in order to do these kinds of things because it's like mostly... Like seek and destroy? Yeah, it's 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 mostly, you know, recognition, right? So like, heat signature, image, go right, boom. Right, image recognition, right? Mm-hmm. So if you can identify something... Yeah, that's all you need. Yeah, you know, if you can identify Just something pattern like a uniform, recognition, pattern recognition, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it'll that's never all you need. be, or not maybe not never, but right now we don't have what you're saying is we don't have the technology for it to be actual intelligence where it like well, knows for sure it chooses. The it's point. not making an intelligent decision. Yeah, it's not mm. really making an intelligent decision. It's just saying, okay, if it identifies a soldier wearing a uniform, kill it, right? Or it just anything in this area. Right. But if what happens if a non-soldier is wearing something that looks like They're a uniform, die. it's also going to die, yeah. right? That person's also going to die. So, And yeah. they'll just brush it off. They'll say, oh, it's a casualty of war. That's, a human you know. A human would be able to make the distinction, but right. a you know the AI, or the not, the, not real AI, but the pattern recognition won't actually be able to make that distinction. Yikes. So as companies making these drones are trying to develop AI systems that can identify the thermal signature of a human target or identify their face via a camera. So they don't even have that yet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is pretty early. But distinguishing between combatants and non-combatants requires accuracy and precision. It's drones like STMs that campaigners are most worried about. These drones, which look similar to a normal consumer drone but have a gun attached, Mm. are fairly inexpensive to buy and relatively easy to mass produce. That's going to be a weapon of choice for basically anyone who wants to kill anyone. He said a slaughterbot would basically be able to anonymously assassinate anybody who's pissed off anybody. Yeah, and there's you don't know who's running the thing. You have no idea. They're just killing people, and this is pretty scary stuff, but that's what the state wants to do. You know, it wants the ability to kill without any, any consequence whatsoever. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. You can join us. It's Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Phones open. If you want to join us here, you can. The number is 603-283-6160. We're here live on this New Year's Eve edition of the show. And we've been telling you about how Intercoin can help any business and organization launch their own currency or raise money using their own token. And now Intercoin has launched its investor token worldwide. And for the first time, it's available on an exchange. You can create an account over at xmarkets.com, exmarkets.com, with just an email address. You can keep your privacy intact and then deposit dozens of different cryptocurrencies, including Bitcoin. You can trade them for Tether and use that Tether to buy ITR, which is the Intercoin 
Intercoin Investor Token. You can learn more about the Intercoin vision at intercoin.org and buy or sell ITR on xmarkets.com. Exmarkets.com. You just might be advancing the cause of liberty around the world. Ian, Bonnie, and Chris here in the studio tonight. We just uh, talked about the slaughter bots which is a technology that apparently governments in uh, government gangs over in the UN are arguing about right now and uh, they would like them to be banned as far as use as a war technology and but not the US not the US not Russia not the UK not some of the biggest most warring countries on the planet they want to use the slaughter bots and you know police departments uh, want to use robots we've already seen the uh, certain police departments, I believe it was Hawaii, one of the, it was Honolulu perhaps. I had, think it was Hawaii. Yeah, they, they rolled out one of these police dog robots and they had this dog robot going around enforcing social distance rules in the streets. So they literally had like a dog can robot. Can it speak like, can they program it to say things? Yeah, I okay, think it had sense. a speaker. I think actually it had a human operator behind it. Mm. And so it was Six saying, feet. yeah, get, get away from that person or you're, you'll be arrested or whatever it was that they were telling people. So we're already seeing creepy robots. The police have drones. We've seen the... Uh, the the uh, the state police here in New Hampshire using drones to oh, yeah. uh, monitor the protests that were happening out in front of the governor's house, for instance. Oh, and by the way, we did get an update. Uh, Gail Domenico is she's watch- watching us on Facebook. We do a stream there for whatever reason they haven't banned, uh, banned us from Facebook <laughs> yet. Uh, but Gail's watching. She's the uh, the wife of Bill Domenico, who is one of the folks that was ticketed in the Newfields Nine, which were the nine activists that were ticketed outside of the governor's house who had intended to have a candlelight vigil. One, we know at least one of those activists has been found not guilty on the so-called picketing charges. But she says her husband, Bill, has not yet heard anything in that case. So I figured they would issue one ruling and they'd issue them all at the same time. But apparently that may not be the case. We're still waiting for the details on, on all I of them. I wonder if it just happened to be the mail didn't get delivered to one person, you know, it could be at that the same simple. speed or yeah. something of that nature. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Uh, I had mail from here to uh concord the concord area mm-hmm. take more than a week recently. wait really yeah yeah I mean, it, normally it's like one or two days yeah it's mail has been so erratic uh lately um but it, you know i have to say it hasn't been as bad in some respects as it has been in past years uh so well whatever you get what you pay for yeah it's 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 just kind it's of unreliable yeah so uh bonnie and i to go back to a little bit more of fun talk you know we started out with some good news in the show earlier tonight Be, uh, we went out to see the new matrix movie matrix resurrections yep. resurrections yep. or resurrections 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 and this is the fourth in the what was an originally a trilogy that ended back in i think 2003 with matrix revolutions and uh, Bonnie, you're brand new, basically, to the Matrix. Um, I, you know, long time, long time. I don't know if I would call myself a fan. I mean, I, I'm a big enough fan, I guess, to where I actually have it on Blu-ray. But then again, I also haven't watched the Blu-rays until this week. I've just been, I've had them for years, so I don't know what that makes me. But right, I you, like the, you, the you gotta Matrix. tell me, was it a cash grab? No. Well, <laughs> I don't think so. I, you know, it's it's interesting because the movie is the a new cash grab. Ian would be like totally senseless, no soul. It's just rehashed crap. It was none of that. I I think it was a good movie. Right, Bonnie, here's the question. Then was it 
better? So you've watched all four now, correct? Yes. Okay. Was it better? And all within the last week. So she's fresh on all four. Right, right, right. So was it better? I'm sorry, not the second one. Was it better than the third one? Because the third one was garbage. No, it wasn't better than the third one. The first, second, and third third are all good. Okay. I loved them. So it sounds like the fourth one was garbage, if I'm hearing you right. So I think a cynical viewer is probably going to think that this is a cash grab. Uh, because and I, you know, I've been looking at some of the reviews from people on online just to see what other people have thought about yeah, it. And yeah, I was looking yeah. at one that basically comes at it from that perspective mm-hmm. uh, over at RottenTomatoes.com. Just one of their users wrote a review uh, suggesting that the that the essentially the movie is very meta. You mm-hmm. know what meta means? Sort of self-referential okay. in a way. Mm-hmm. It kind of takes itself as something to kind of make fun of and acknowledges its own existence in a way. And I don't want to say exactly how that is because it's not saying that it's not that it's making fun of it. It'll like poke fun in a way, but that's not really, I wouldn't say it's making fun of it. Well, I I understand your perspective on this. I'm just trying to look at it from this, this other perspective of somebody that sees this as a completely kind of cynical approach in that they believed that, the the movie um, studio Warner Brothers was going to make this movie with or without the assistance of the Wachowski well then brothers now they're sisters because they both become trans and uh, and so the idea was that maybe Lana Wachowski would you know otherwise would not have been interested in this project but ultimately didn't want the studio to completely wreck her uh, what she and her sister had created. So she signed on and created this like completely meta cynical approach to and it's very self-referential. It's it kind of pokes fun at itself to uh, to you some extent. You can kind of think of the character of Neo as being like Lana. Okay. I, I and then I can totally see what you're saying, but it doesn't come out bad. It's a good movie. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. It's nice to look at. Uh, there's lots of like, oh, that's so great. Like, that's so nostalgic. And without, like, honestly, I think the worst part about the third was how much they hung out at Zion. And it was like, I don't, I, I don't want to say don't care about the Zion part of the story, but I care less about the Zion part of the story than like in the first movie, you get all the traveling back and forth and dimensions and fighting. I don't know. Well, I, I see what you're saying, Bonnie, because in the first movie, you can never reach the level of the first movie. I mean, because exactly. because The Matrix was such a mind blower, yeah. it was such an eye opener kind of movie, like a real uh, brain twister and like fascinating. Uh, you can't li- you can't reach that level again. So I think a lot of people wanted that to happen because that's yeah. what you want out of Absolutely. a sequel. You want you you do want your sequel to somehow be bigger and better than the first one, and almost never sequels. It's very rare that that ever happens. It's kind of called sequelitis, right? Where yeah. you know sequels can't uh, achieve the level of the their their first episode. And so, but that said, I found the second and third ones to be very satisfying. I found that they were good. Uh, and and you can't. What they had to do was they had to to take the story forward. Yeah. Right? You can't just keep doing the same thing you did right. in the first movie. But some people want to see the same thing over and over again. So but, I'm not oh, saying I that's want to see wanted. a different. I want a. You different just didn't story, like the way right? they went with it. Yeah, I I just thought you know the second one. I mean, if you look at like the amount of money that was probably put into it, you can yeah. tell between the first one and the second one. Nowhere near as much money was put in the second one, and then you go to the third one. It's like a low budget, you know, piece of garbage. I think I, with all the things he said about his perspective, he will like the fourth more than the second and third. Because he, first of all, way more good. money looked. It looked like way more money more was money put was into it. it. Interesting. It was 
I mean, it definitely looks more of the time, right? Like, like when you go back and you look, I just watched, we just watched the first three this mm-hmm. week, so you can see the technology and the computer graphics, and it definitely looks a little dated, okay. you know, now as compared yeah. to what it looked like back <laughs> then. Um, but it still looks good. It's still, the, the movies I think are, are still super entertaining. But the new one, I liked it. I would also, as Bonnie and I agreed after the movie, that it is definitely still not better than the first three. Mm-hmm. And if you're cynical about the second two, I don't know how you're going to feel about the fourth one. Like I said, the second one I thought was decent. The mm-hmm. first one was unbelievable. And the third one was garbage. Wow. <laughs> so. I thought the third one was was pretty good. I thought well, they, they had a good intensity of like what was happening to the people in, in Zion. And it was like really terrifying. All those robots streaming in there. And, you, know, you know, I would say the the fourth is more similar to the first. You get more of the shocking parts that you get in the first it's definitely a, a a little bit of a mind twister in the beginning to some extent yeah. in the in the fourth one just because you're not really sure what's going uh, on what's going on and again don't want to spoil anything if you if you enjoyed i would say any of the earlier matrixes you'll probably enjoy this one um you know i don't know if it's like this where you live but here in Keene, new hampshire the price of cinema is cut in half you can go see a movie for six dollars and fifty cents wait what for an adult yeah you can go see a brand new release that's, movie that's in the like theater less for, than i remember as a child yeah, it was 13 dollars yeah. for so, ian and i to both go and we were the only people in this movie theater <laughs> yeah so. i was able to comment to ian which i like doing during movies like there was no one Brian. else there the only thing we couldn't do was hit the pause button and go you know go to the bathroom because <laughs> nice. it was one of those movies where i didn't want to leave for the bathroom i'll say that about it we'll see you tomorrow